Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Francesco Pavone and I'm your host. And today me and you are going to talk about the carbs dilemma. We are going to talk about uh, do we actually need to lower our carb intake to get shredded? We'll talk uh, about uh, how carbs are digested uh, from our body. How, what happens to carbs like uh, when af- after they enter the bloodstream and should we really lower our carbs intake and what happens when uh, we increase our carbs intake so we also talk about uh, some common uh, questions that i received in the past and uh, much much more the episode starts right away with a quote with a stoic quote from epictetus uh, or epictetus really don't know how to pronounce this in italian is epicteto so um, i say epictetus um, but correct me if if i'm wrong all right let's get to it first tell yourself what kind of person you want to be then do what you have to do for in nearly every pursuit we see this to be the case those in athletic pursuit first choose the sport they want and then do the work so this is a quote from epictetus uh, or epictetus not really sure but i think like uh, this uh, is so true and i'm so pumped up uh, about today's episode because it's a long due episode and uh, today's quote is a, really a reflection of uh, the fact that uh, we need to take actions on the things we say or we think that they are important to us, they are meaningful to us. The goals that we want to achieve, they will stay goals until the day that we take action towards it. And I think this is so true even when we talk about health and fitness, but also like nutrition. So we might say, hey, I think, you know, intermittent fasting might work for me and for I don't know, my fat loss goal today or, or this year, but until we try it, and I also recommend that you don't try it just once, but that you give it some time because uh, trying a different behavior, a different nutritional strategy, a different workout, a different warm-up, or a little uh, what seems um, insignificant aspect of your life uh, takes time and takes time practice uh, you need to try like what works for you because there are different application of uh, the action you say you want to implement uh, there are different versions of it uh, there are more longer and like uh, con- mm, more difficult actions that you can start with or there are more intuitive and like quick uh, simple tasks that you can start with so really like uh, how well and how consistently you do a certain uh, behavior um, can really change so hey don't uh, um, get caught uh, in the mistake of uh, thinking uh, of changing too much too soon uh, so, so give yourself some time but ultimately think that uh, you should take action on it so hey this is uh, as well uh, like uh, i was thinking the other day that my girlfriend was uh, thinking about going to the gym at 4 p.m. on a certain day. I can't remember when, when it was. Uh, but basically, at uh, 4 p.m., she said, I'm going to go to the gym. Then it was 3.55, and I saw her, like, going around the house, and I asked her, hey, aren't you supposed to go to the gym? And she was like, yeah, but I also have to do this and that. And, like, suddenly it was 4.15, and she had no time anymore to go to the gym. So, really... I think life and the likelihood that we end up doing all the things that we say we want to do, um, it's uh, really depending on small moments. And in those small moments, you want to already have uh, a decision ready. So in in that case, uh, 
like I might say, okay, last week you didn't do it because uh, you know you felt like you had to do other things. Was it actually like the case, or was it more like uh, you know you wasted a bit of time because uh, you didn't feel like motivated to go to the gym? She was like, yeah, more the second. Uh, okay, maybe you can try other things like. Uh, scheduling the same action and just taking action and go to the gym in that moment like you can really be prepared by telling yourself having that mental chat that that's so uh, key guys isn't it like when you um, think about like what's the best thing to do in a certain situation and you already decide beforehand it's much easier to do it you don't have to be motivated you are prepared basically like even if things go slightly differently than expected like you know what to do you already decided like it's and i we we don't need to be strict in this moment in in this context we don't want to like force ourselves to change we just want to decide beforehand okay so it's very important that we make it like a a game like a, a something fun something like a challenge or something to try and not something that either we do it or we die. Okay. So yeah, I, I think like today's quote, it's super important because in the end, Hey, you might have all the best planning, the best strategizing. You might have the best strategy for your current goals, but ultimately if you want to see some progress, you need to take action on this. So yeah. Um, one of the stories uh, that I posted uh, um, t- today on on my Instagram uh, was uh, that um, uh, progress beat perfection. Okay, so again, like you don't need to be perfect to take action; you just need to take action. And um, you know, it might feels like it's not optimal in that moment, but the results always beat an optimal strategy, right? So yeah, I just wanted to let you reflect on that, and that's. Uh, a stoic quote so that's 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 it for today's uh, stoicism now today's episode as i said earlier is long due because uh, i think like carbs uh, have uh, such a bad reputation and i think they are so popular and it's such a popular topic uh, where uh, i want you to be strong i want you to as well know how to handle like a particular uh, situations like when this topic comes up and what are the usual arguments that people make so the uh, topic is the carbs dilemma. So should you reduce or eliminate carbs uh, in order to get shredded? So we are going to have a focus uh, on fat loss in this episode, but we don't worry because we are going to mention as well health. We're going to mention as well performance. We're going to mention as well uh, muscle building. So if you're interested in these topics and you wonder like, what is the role of carbohydrates in regards to these areas? Well, we're going to touch on them. So yeah, when we go for a few days without carbs, um, what happens is that our body, it's very good in auto-regulating itself. So basically you remove one nutrient from your, from your diet. It could be carbohydrates, protein, or fat. There are three main macronutrients, um, although there is like a a virtual fourth one, which is alcohol, which has seven calories per grams, but doesn't give any nutrients. So it's not really a a nutrient or a macronutrient. Um, So yeah, um, but it still gives us calories. So we can't forget about it. But yeah, you can remove a particular group or you can remove as well like a particular food, say you don't eat anymore, I don't know, bread. But our body is really good in auto-regulating. So he will or she, yeah, the body will make the nutrients we need for survival from other 
groups from other categories of uh, uh, food. So in particular, in this case, if you remove carbohydrates, your body will make glucose from protein and fat. What is glucose? Glucose is the most simple version of carbohydrates and every carbohydrates that we eat, whether if it's a potato or a slice of bread, they will be digested from the body um, through different reactions and leading to glucose. Okay, so when the carbohydrates are digested and broken down into glucose, the glucose can enter the bloodstream and can be effectively absorbed by cells. Now, the thing is, uh, carbs get a bad reputation because uh, carbohydrates uh, um, triggers basically the release of insulin, which is a hormone uh, that uh, allows the body to uptake uh, the carbohydrates in our food. So when uh, basically um, is an um, um, appetite suppressant hormone, um, it, it gets a really bad uh, uh, reputation because thanks to insulin, the carbohydrates can be converted into uh, well, glucose first uh, and then glycogen or fat, uh, which basically is uh, are like different. Uh, so glycogen is a form of uh, carbohydrates uh, that is stored in the muscle and in the liver and the body can use it like it, it, it's our reserve of carbohydrates. So the other option is that the glucose are converted into fat and they will uh, uh, convert it uh, thanks to insulin. So the insulin, it's really like telling our body, hey, stop eating, you are full and let's use the nutrients that you ate for stored energy, okay? So that, that's really important to mention that uh, insulin, it's not just uh, triggered by carbohydrates, but also protein and fat uh, trigger the release of insulin. So we don't see, okay, when we eat a piece of chicken breast, there is no insulin response. And when we eat pasta, there is a massive insulin response, okay? And um, yeah, so we have a bigger response from eating carbohydrates. So we have a bigger, a more um, robust insulin production of after we eat some carbohydrates. So the usual theory goes this way. Oh, insulin will store fat and glycogen into the muscle and liver. Carbs triggers more insulin production. Carbs make you fat. Okay, there are some problems with the, with this uh, idea, and uh, you know that many gurus kind of use this uh, uh, theory for uh, as a core part of their man marketing campaign, uh, saying that uh, you don't need carbohydrates, that you need to take these particular supplements uh, that uh, make you even more uh, um, fat adapted. And once you're fat adapted, you can effectively use fat and protein, and you don't really need carbohydrates uh, to survive. Now. You might be wondering, hey, yes, we do need food to survive. So we need to get some food every day. Sure, we can go even a few weeks without eating, without dying. But that doesn't mean that it's optimal to feel well and to have a thriving health, uh, thriving performances and feel good in your body. So we do need carbohydrates to, for, to do that. And uh, um, if you're wondering why, it's because the carbohydrates is the form of nutrients that is the body can use for quick energy production. Um, so... Also, the, bra the brain mainly works with the glycogen, only work with the glucose, sorry, not glycogen. And so like our brain function and our ability to focus, our mood, those things are all uh, impacted by uh, removing carbohydrates from your diet. So if you're wondering like, uh, 
what's uh, what does low carb mean like what does it what what's an amount of uh, carbohydrates that is considered low well in this in this case like experts are still debating on the topic but we can assume that it's uh, less than 30 percent of our daily calories uh, i mean if you're doing a, a ketogenic diet which is basically like a no carb diet um, you would uh, eat less than 10% of your daily calories uh, from carbohydrates. So basically, let's do a quick uh, example. If you do, if you ate uh, 2,000 calories a day, well, eating 10% of your daily calories, it means uh, eating 200 calories a day from carbohydrates. We know that one grams of carbohydrates has four calories. So that's around 50 grams of carbohydrates a day. Okay, so that's that's very little. Um, some people say that it's more like 20%, but we can assume that less than 30% it's considered low carbs. Now, what's an appropriate intake? There are research that uh, uh, shows that uh, people need roughly 150 grams of carbohydrates a day um, to function well. Now, some people need more because... Uh, some people are bigger, more active, they have uh, a more active job, they are super, they have like super long and hard workouts. Uh, think about, for example, a professional athlete uh, who also has a second job, there are many, um, and um, an active job too, there are many of those too. And those people, they usually need a lot of calories. Now, um, not everyone is a professional athlete, so that's why your carbohydrate intake really depends on your goal, on your preferences, on your side, on your size, sorry, and on your genetics and other factors. So really, we surely can't come up with carbs are good or bad. And this binary thinking is what led many people to overeat, because when we see at food, when we look at food as either good versus bad, what happens is we tend to, re, to, to, to try more practice approaches, um, extreme approaches to our diet. So many people will basically like remove carbohydrates from their diet just to go back at it with more focus. So they will basically crave carbohydrates more after they remove it. Now, I'll give you like a quick example for this. So um, I met many people in the past who tried the ketogenic diet. The ketogenic diet will see you losing weight quite quickly. Now, if you listen to this uh, podcast and a few episodes behind, you probably know that you can only lose weight and fat when you are in a calorie deficit, okay? So um, when we remove carbohydrates from our diet, we eat less calories. So our body, to maintain the same energy intake, will make you um, craving more of other foods and more carbohydrates because want it or not, we can't force our um, body to change the hunger and fullness stimulus directly, okay? We can do it by changing slightly the, the composition of our diet, but we can't tell our body, make me less hungry, okay? We, we don't do it just like by thinking about it. We need to change something in our lifestyle in order to achieve it. For example, eating more whole and minimally processed food and having an active lifestyle, so moving often and well, and sleeping more and with better quality, are really actions that can dramatically impact how much and which food we, re we crave. Okay, also the process, uh, 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 the amount of processed food in our diet uh, will, will be determining for, for determinant for that, so key. Um, yeah, so when we remove carbohydrates, we usually see a rapid weight loss. Why is that? 
Well, because if we think a little bit about how carbohydrates are stored, carbohydrates are stored in form of glycogen. That means that our body needs to convert the, the basic, the most basic form of glucose, um, of, so um, most basic form of, of a sugar, glucose, into glycogen. When glycogen, um, when glucose in, is converted into glycogen, it can be effectively stored in a muscle cell. Now, this uh, storage usually comes with uh, per grams of glycogen, four grams of extra water. That's why when we don't eat carbohydrates anymore, we usually see a big weight loss, but that's not necessarily a fat loss. In fact, most of the research on the ketogenic diet that shows like superior um, fat loss results to, uh, to compared to other more balanced approaches and uh, higher carb intake is just because there is a bigger water loss, okay? So there is a, um, a, a, an advantage, but it's a short-lived. That's why the people who usually try the ketogenic diet, they lose a bunch of kilos. So they usually say, okay, I lost 10 kilos in six months or three months. And they, when they're usually asked, okay, how are you today? They usually gain the weight back. Okay. And, and, and this is because that's a not sustainable approach. In fact, most people struggle to stay all the life without carbohydrates. And that's why there is so much that people, people neglect um, when they try such approach. So the, um, the, the idea really is that if I don't eat carbohydrates, um, basically, again, I will... Uh, not incur in a plateau in my fat loss. So again, this bypass or just skip one of the main rule of fat loss, which is a meta or one of the main phenomenon that we can appreciate during a fat loss phase, which is a metabolic adaptation. Now, the metabolic adaptation are big terms, I know, for some people that it's scary, but it doesn't have to be there. It's a very simple concept, simply when you eat less overall calories and when you move slightly more our body doesn't like this okay because this is not a natural process right in fact is an intervention because we try to change our body composition our health our muscle our fat our body weight uh, simply our habits but we we are trying to apply something we are trying to get something out of uh, changing our nutritional approach right so it's a change and our body is like uh, is not supportive for that change because imagine this imagine you are okay here we go da, 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 da. we need the music for this moment uh, this is the moment where francesco gives the example of the being stranded on an island uh, which is a fantastic example because it's like okay we don't have food and it doesn't depend uh, on us okay it's not an our decision and our environment is totally different so we are in an island because we are stranded so we can see our sheep our boat uh, um our cruise ship uh, like droning far away but we managed to to save and we are alone so it's also a little bit uh, um lonely but we can be mindful okay so so that's great for our awareness uh, if we uh, get saved so um yeah we don't have food around we don't have food available we surely find something we will find something to eat but we have very little food compared to our uh, uh, luxurious lifestyle or more uh, uh, luxurious lifestyle of uh, when we were at home and um, we if we if our body would keep burning the same okay we would eat we would die very soon 
right? We would have, we wouldn't have a lot of time on that island. And if we if we die, like um, you know, we are dead. There is nothing else we can, we can do. So we should our body should avoid that at all cost. That's why we are, uh, um, in terms of uh, race, uh, we are such a great. Uh, production of evolution because uh, we can evolve we have this auto-regulating system already within ourselves they are amazing and most of most of the time people don't appreciate them people don't know about them but our body reduces our metabolism so that we can last longer um what that what does it mean well we burn less calories how we are just less active we become more lethargic we become less um you know, we, we become more, uh, uh, less uh, interested in uh, reproduction. That's, uh, that's, if we think about it, if you had the occasion to do some sex, uh, you would burn some calories. Again, evolutionary, sure, you can procreate, but you would die. So, like, the body is uh, also reducing your sex hormones because it's telling you it's a way to preserve your system. Sure, like uh, that, that's uh, um, uh, very clear in, in the research because you can see that uh, reducing carbohydrates will usually make people less active, will uh, uh, make people move uh, less on average, not uh, only like just less active during the workouts, also less active uh, in the daily life. So the non-exercise activity thermogenesis will go down, which is uh, huge compared to the calories that we burn during exercise. So this is a massive factor. In fact, the people who gain weight after a ketogenic diet, some people gain weight even if they eat the same. Why? Because they probably don't track their daily steps and they are walking less, but they don't know. Okay, But they have the feeling that they are pretty much moving the same. And that's why we need to track data on our life, um, biofeedbacks, uh, and get as many, like, uh, tangible data about uh, what we are trying to do um, so to make like a better decision for the future. Um, so yeah, if uh, we, we just learned that uh, eating less make us less active, okay? Eating less carbohydrates, uh, um, again, it's, um, I, I don't want to say that is a bad idea because again, this would be more like a binary thinking, carbs are good and not eating carbs is bad. Yeah, and this is not even the case because uh, some people do actually very well uh, on a low carb diet. So we can perhaps talk for a moment about like what, uh, why might you consider eating less carbs? Well, for example, low carbs diet have been very effective uh, um, and they are, uh, are currently prescribed to the people with uh, Parkinson um, and uh, Alzheimer. So, uh, you know, th th there is some evidence uh, that if you have uh, one of these uh, two conditions, then uh, eating l less carbs would be actually beneficial for you. Pretty big deal, isn't it? So we can't really say don't eat carbs because we don't know people um, and we, we don't know. So we can't say don't eat carbs until we know a certain person. And also like people who are very overweight and have a very high body fat and have a very sedentary lifestyle. So let's say that you have, uh, you carry around more body fat and you move way less than when you were younger um say that you walk less than 5000 steps a day that's a pretty sedentary lifestyle and uh, you don't exercise at the moment and you're pretty overweight okay so if you eat uh, no carbs like 50 grams of carbs perhaps just from uh, um vegetables and not fruit because already like an apple would probably give you 
80% of your daily intake. Um, so you'll, you'll get some carbohydrates from the food that you eat. Okay, so like it's funny because some people that think that they're eating zero grams of carbs, they're actually eating like 100, 120 from indirect sources, um, like milk, for example. But yeah, like um, you also like in, in that case, you might benefit from uh, um, removing carbs from your diet. You will see a rapid weight loss. You might get motivated to exercise more. And it's a whole series of events that uh, uh, might lead to a successful weight loss uh, to start with. Again, will you need to remove carbohydrates the whole time? Absolutely no. We just saw that uh, removing carbohydrates is never a good idea. Um, and it's uh, um, like it's never a good idea for the long term. So unless you have those two conditions and unless like you are very big in those cases, like removing carbs will work on the short term, but probably you will have to need, you will need a plan to reintroduce carbohydrates in your diet. That's, uh, uh, that's important too. And um, on this, uh, which kind of carbohydrates uh, should we focus on? Well, there are some, there is some evidence uh, that uh, some of the bad reputation that carbs uh, have, like making us fat increasing uh, okay, again our body fat um, increasing our cortisol uh, messing up with our hormones uh, are uh, not necessarily wrong but they also like we need to also defer uh, by carbohydrate sources so not all the carbohydrates are the same we learn uh, in past uh, episodes uh, that uh, processed food uh, it's uh, not making us so good like for most people um and definitely like in terms of uh, fat loss, it represents uh, eating more whole and minimally processed food, it represents an advantage. Um, so really like also the source of carbohydrates depend, like uh, our, uh, I never met anyone who became very overweight by eating just boiled potatoes, okay? so. Really, the, the, we, we can talk about palatability. So um, if we may take the difference, like let's take two very common sources of carbohydrates, which is uh, white potatoes uh, boiled and uh, pasta. So the two different uh, food groups, they are commonly seen as carbs from most people. And they are. So they are in the category of uh, carbohydrates uh, one uh, it's a uh, starchy tubers and the other one uh, it's a more refined uh, um, grain so really like one it's simply more processed than the other but it's not that pasta is unhealthy or is bad or is making us insulin resistant uh, no it's simply like it has more calories and less nutrients per 100 grams uh, whether the potatoes have uh, uh, less calories and more nutrients, uh, so they are more nutrient-dense uh, than pasta, which is more energy-dense. Now, you understand this distinction, you will gain a lot uh, in your life. You will uh, basically have an advantage in your next uh, fat loss phase. You'll have an advantage in your next uh, um, performance or muscle or strength phase, uh, simply because the carbohydrate source that you choose, uh, it's depending on our goal, on your goal exactly, and on your level of activity, genetics, preferences, and, and all that. But sure, let's say that you want to lose weight. Is it better, I'm just playing a little quiz with you, is it better to focus on potatoes and pasta? Again, you can have both, one for lunch and one for dinner. But like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about just one meal. What's better in that meal? Well, we can consider this. If I eat the potato, uh, the potatoes, I will feel more full, okay? And I will also get more nutrients. 
Plus, I will leave some calories for something else. So if I'm hungry, I can eat something else. Something else. Um, from pasta, I will basically feel less full because the pasta has more calories than potatoes. Uh, also, by the way, potatoes are the food that in nature that has the highest satiating effect. So really, like boiled potatoes, things change when you add some olive oil. So be careful with that. But in general, if you are really hungry and you're trying to lose weight, Focus on those potatoes for from your carbohydrate sources, sweet potatoes, potatoes, carrots, like those are carbohydrates um, and they come with less calories and more nutrients. Um, again, the pasta, not bad. It's just on a scale of one to 10, it's definitely more processed than, than, than potatoes. Okay, so what is really like the question we should ask ourselves if we need to decide, okay, but then, Francesco, I need to set up like my uh, macronutrients goals for uh, my fat loss phase. What should I do? Well, I, my, my recommendation is that you set your protein first. In fact, when they compare the, the low fat diet and the low carbs diet, what they found is that uh, none of those approaches are superior to, to the other when protein are matched. Okay, this is key because uh, we're trying to lose fat and protein are essential in this phase because they help us uh, with a higher thermogenic effect. So simply, in poor words, it means that uh, we, our body needs to burn a bit more calories in order to digest protein when compared to carbohydrates and fat. Um, they help us with satiety. So again, protein, when you compare it to carbohydrates, like just put the same calories, put 100 calories of potatoes and 100 calories of uh, grilled chicken, you will feel way more full from the chicken than, than the potatoes. Clearly, like we don't, as you can see, like we don't eat like this. We eat in a meal. We don't, people don't eat uh, like in a laboratory, okay? So they don't eat like just chicken, see how they feel and then carry on with their day uh, or another day just potato and then see how they feel and carry on with their day. No, usually people eat a meal made of carbs, fat and protein. So it's something to consider, okay? But yeah, also like a little observation about, uh, hey, let's not get caught up too much in the theory because the amount of theory that we need, uh, it's very small, okay? It's really important to know it, but it's really... Uh, for me, it's very reassuring to see that uh, at the end of the day, after uh, there are way many more uh, research than in, in the 80s, for example, or the 90s, we come up with basic ideas, basic guidelines that uh, work well when mastered long enough and, and well. Um, so, yeah, the question is, uh, um, when should we choose a lower carb approach? And... Uh, like how to come up with the perfect amount. Well, there is no perfect amount. Um, keep in mind that you need, you probably need some carbs in your diet, unless like you are uh, in one of those uh, three groups. Um, and the carb intake that you will need will be dependent on your size and on your, uh, um, uh, on your, um, on how you currently uh, handle carbohydrates. Okay. And uh, on uh, your level of activity and on the type of activity that you do, because uh, um, yeah, there is a difference if you do cardio and more like strength uh, training workouts. Now, the um, thing I want you to think about is that you're in unique, your body is unique. Okay, so not only like your psychology is unique, but also like the, the, the series of... Uh, um, the series of uh, things that you see on a daily basis, so your environment, 
um, your genetics is, is totally like unique. So your cards intake should be aligned with your goal, needs, preferences, genetics, and activity, okay? Keep in mind that strategic moderation, it's more sustainable. Mind that I didn't say moderation and I didn't say just strategy, is strategic moderation. So you want to have a range. You don't want to have a precise amount. There is no need to be like precise to the gram. Allow yourself some, some ranges, whether you're tracking calories or not. Having a range of 100 calories, 100, 150 calories allows for some, for, for the consistency, right? That's the right level of flexibility that allow you for, to be consistent with it. Um, low carbs diet are not superior to low fat diets uh, when protein are matched, when it comes to muscle building, fat loss, so body recomposition and weight loss. Um, also, keep in mind that if you're trying to lose fat, you also care about your muscle. So the protein intake in your diet is very important. The ratio between fat and carbs, it's really unique to you. Um, I, I can give you some numbers, but I usually recommend uh, people to don't go below 50 grams of fat for men and 40 grams of fat a day for women. Um, just because like fat are essential to maintain our hormonal balance and uh, getting lower than that can really mess up with your sex hormones, which are key in the muscle retention and muscle building process. Um, yeah, so really like uh, we set the protein, how we usually do it uh, in the Team Pavone is uh, we come up with a protein goal and uh, depending on where the client is at, uh, we either focus on eating that, just that, or uh, um, yeah, if a client is more experienced and had some experience with the perhaps calorie counting in the past, we give them uh, as well uh, a calorie goal, so a calorie and a protein goal. In very few cases, uh, I recommend and I... Um, you know, keep the client accountable on a very specific amount. That's usually for uh, people who want to go below the 15% body, body fat. So they need a more um, structured and approach and also like some accountability more precisely to the composition of their diet. In other cases, I might just give a goal and, uh, you know, so the client have some direction to start with, some, um, you know, a guideline, an idea of what the client should eat in that moment. Um, and, and then I would just say, okay, try to repeat it with a more intuitive approach. So, hey, the client gain aw awareness and make progress uh, without tracking calories the whole time. Also, another thing that many people consider when talking about uh, carbs is uh, uh, exactly um, the fat loss. It's uh, that, uh, so you're trying to lose fat. That means that... Uh, every kilo that you lose should be more fat and less muscle, okay? So what can we do in order to retain more muscle? You heard me talking about muscle retention. This is when we, when we talk about body recomposition or fat loss, we usually mean lowering our body fat, so the amount of fat that we have in our body. And yeah, usually we talk about increasing the muscle mass, right? The, in reality, the muscle mass doesn't really increase unless you are a very novice or you're coming from a long break or you were injured, but uh, it's more about what we don't lose, what you don't lose. So really, you can do this by focusing on resistance training well. So, hey, this is a whole, not chapter, it's a whole season on how to train well for uh, this particular goal. 
um, and how we recover. Again, there could be a particular season just on recovery, guys. But yeah, just keep in mind, it's really important. It's in fact, this like body recomposition and muscle building is the science of overcompensating. Um, and uh, the, the last part is our protein intake. So these three factors are really crucial when we talk about muscle building and muscle retention. So when uh, uh, we look at like low carbs diet versus low fat diet, for, for sure, like the protein intake, it's essential. Okay, so in uh, our, um, um, it's in fact one of the three factors. But what about training and recovery? Well, training and recovery are affected by our fat and carbohydrates intake. In fact, um, lower carbs um, intake, they it's, a, it's an emerging evidence, uh, it's accumulating evidence that uh, lower carbohydrates diet are inferior to um, higher carbohydrates diet when it comes to performance. And uh, when we talk about performance, we talk as well about muscle building because uh, there is a correlation between the two. There is a correlation between the amount of uh, sets and reps and load that you can tolerate at the gym and your, the carbohydrates intake in your diet. You probably notice that without carbohydrates, like um, you notice that you struggle to get stronger. That's because you don't have uh, availability, you don't have energy for quick use. You might have noticed uh, that the performance on the longer distance uh, endurance activity didn't change so much. And that shows as well in the research. So you see as well in the research that uh, even when they come up with, okay, when, you know, lower fat and higher fat diets or lower carbs diet, higher fat, uh, higher carbs diet, they are the same. So there, there is no one that is superior to, the, superior to the other. You always notice that there is always an outlier one or two or more. So those are people that did very well on a either a low carbs diet or a low fat diet. Okay. But most people, most people don't, most people need a more balanced approach. Um, and uh, that, that's why you should try. So also like uh, what's important to mention is uh, that even in the outliers, so even in the people who did well on low carb diet, um, that, that was not the case for sprinting. So more like all out uh, short activities, which is exactly what we try to do when we train for muscle building. It's a short, relatively short uh, duration. It's uh, somewhere between like uh, 10 seconds, like when we do a more uh, like strength based workout and up to 45 seconds to I would say up a minute when we talk about muscle building. I don't see you training for more than a minute per set. Okay, so that would uh, not be necessary. But again, what is uh, the king here, guys? The king, the, the most important focus, uh, the one that is at the base of the pyramid, uh, I'm not talking about carbs, <laughs> um, it's adherence, it's consistency, it's uh, you being able to stick to a certain approach. So I can be here telling you that you should reduce your fat. And you, I, I'm telling you this, I was... Uh, I could even talk with the most important nutritionist in the world, but if that nutritionist tell me to don't eat pasta, I will keep eating pasta. Why? Because we don't eat just because uh, it's what we eat is good for our health. We also eat to uh, reconnect ourselves with our past, with our ancestor, with the foods that we grew up with. That is often forgotten and it's super important for our health. Sometimes, you know, you might just feel and crave uh, uh, feel like you crave uh, an old uh, traditional meal just because you miss your parents. 
okay? So yeah, just consider that there is also that correlation and that um, reason why we eat food. We don't eat food just to nourish ourselves or to recover from a workout or to achieve our fat loss goal. We eat for a whole variety of reasons. So really in this uh, um, episode, I wanted to give you an overview of what happens when uh, we eat carbohydrates. Um, and uh, w- yeah, so uh, we, we saw how carbohydrates are digested. We saw that uh, fat and muscle really are competing for uh, um, the glucose in the bloodstream. That's why more uh, muscle building, strength, resistance training, workouts um, stimulate uh, insulin sensitivity. So we basically can partition our glucose or our carbohydrates towards the muscle, giving us our tone, this nice and toned look. Um, when we reduce carbohydrates from our diet, we can still get in good shape if we can be consistent with the carbohydrates intake that we decide. Most people, when they lower these carbohydrates intake to the minimum, they struggle to be consistent. So they get their calories from more fat, more protein, and they gain weight. Because ultimately, even if you remove entirely carbohydrates from your diet, but you are not in an energy deficit, then you won't lose weight, okay? So your body will basically try to compensate, making you eat more protein and fat. Um, We saw how, um, you know, some people do actually very well on a low-carb diet because it aligns with their psychology, with their environment, and they simply can be consistent with it. So those people still, their body still needs some carbohydrates, but the body, again, it's a master in regulating. So... um, in autoregulation, so we'll, the body will produce uh, some sugar for the brain, especially from fat. And uh, yeah, so again, that person uh, will uh, probably eat some carbs in the future. Uh, there is no need to be uh, carbs phobic. So um, it, it's really also like, uh, sorry guys, I'm just taking more break because I'm thinking, and I was uh, thinking as well that there is uh, a difference. Uh, in uh, uh, science because sometimes uh, in some studies that I look at uh, the re- the calorie and the macronutrients intake it's self-reported so you can imagine when uh, a bunch of people are asked what they ate how imprecise that is so I might say as well oh I didn't eat carbs for uh, four weeks but in reality I did but uh, it's not that I'm lying I just don't have the perception that perhaps uh, like I'm eating 120 grams of carbohydrates from other sources because uh, I'm not uh, super aware of the different uh, carbohydrates intake of different foods. So again, there is that imprecision. I'm not trying to uh, debunk uh, the whole uh, uh, body of science. I'm just uh, saying that sometime the people like, uh, yeah, we we base our observation on self-reported studies. So again, I'm just... uh, persuading you to see that carbohydrates are great they are available in nature the source of carbohydrates we eat will uh, will impact how we feel and what we think and what we do um, so again um, don't think about carbs in terms of bad or good things that there are more appropriate kind of uh, carbs and uh, quantity of carbs for your goal and for your particular situation and uh, be open as well to experimentation so that that's my final point Uh, it's uh, you can't uh, pretend to know the answer 
to to the question uh, like how much how many carbohydrates should i eat for my goals until you try and see how you feel with a particular approach that's why like really like uh, in uh, in terms of fat loss if you feel up for a kind of experimentation like this how i would do it is uh, i would come up uh, with uh, so i would do a food diary so you find out for three days how many calories you are eating and what are your current uh, eating habits then you decide on a calorie intake goal perhaps uh, you can achieve this by increasing your level of activity or uh, you might uh, try to manipulate your food and level of activity or just food i i recommend that the first or the third um changing too much at the same time might be uh, a difficult strategy to be consistent with now you have a, cal ca a carbo sorry calorie goal come up with a protein intake goal something that you can be consistent with if you see that your protein intake is very low there is no reason to aim for three grams of protein per kilos of body weight but if you see that your protein intake is like medium but it's just slightly below the uh, amounts that we recommended uh, in, in previous episodes come on i'll give you a quick reference it's between 1.6 and 2.4 grams of protein per kilos of body weight so you come up with a calorie and a protein goal trust me that could be enough but hey you're here for experiment so I, I say it could be enough because it will give you so much more freedom to have uh, um the availability to get more food more carbs on a day where you feel you crave more carbs and more fat on a day when you eat more you crave more fat so uh, it's it's uh, very empowering to have that freedom so you can you know really adapt your food to the many situations that you live in your life um, or you are up for an experimentation well if you're a woman um, set your fat intake from 40 grams up and if you are a man from 50 grams a day and more and decide on the remaining calories from carbohydrates so uh, if you need some help with that calculation i can help you it's a very simple calculation um, but uh, again the amount that you decide on it's less important than how consistent you can be okay um, because uh, when uh, you really make sure that you pay attention to what you put in your mouth some people they they basically say that carbs is bad for them but they have no problem about binging for uh, mindlessly for uh, maybe a night or two um, on very ultra processed carbohydrate source so i'm really wondering in those cases if uh, the matter is uh, the carbohydrates or the amount of processed food uh, in a person's diet and the lifestyle um, so yeah it's uh, also about uh, the hierarchy the hierarchy of uh, importance so when we talk about the carbohydrates intake in your diet we talk about a very small thing okay in uh, in terms of impact on your body composition so i see uh, and you you probably heard me talking about the the three jars example so the three jars example is uh, just uh, an idea it's, it's basically an, an idea is an exercise that we use to set our priorities in the team pavone but uh, it's something that you can use uh, as an example as well in this context like you have the big rocks which are like the, the stuff that makes the biggest impact based on the evidence um we have the pebbles so the small rocks that will help but they are not like extremely necessary and then we have the sand so we have like the bonus they have minimal impact well the carbs intake is a sand okay so we have like the big rocks is it's like things uh, like eating more whole and minimally processed food nutrient dense food 
get adequate sleep and recovery, eat mindfully, stay active, manage stress uh, effectively. And uh, yeah, prior, make sure that you have actually lean protein sources with each meal. So that's really important for body composition and health. When we talk about pebbles, we talk about, um, for example, having customized macronutrients target. Okay, we talk about implementing a periodized and progressive exercise program, but um, we, we talk about like using your hands as a way to measure your uh, um, and balancing out your food intake and energy intake. But then we have the sand, which is like uh, using strategies like, okay, for one day you eat more carbs on the, the other day you eat less carbs, which is, would be called the carb cycling, something that I will experiment with this year. So I'll keep you updated on that, on how that goes. And, um, and then we have like the timing of eating. So like when you eat a certain macronutrients in the day before or after the workouts, um, things like intermittent fasting. So um, yeah, that, that would be more like the sand. So I don't want you to focus too much on a precise macronutrients ratio or uh, amount. I want you to focus on the big rocks first. Perhaps you can do them all together and you're quite advanced and you can you feel like you are in a good place to experiment with more or less carbs go ahead okay but i hope that this episode uh, was uh, inspiring and helpful in uh, terms of uh, which uh, um, uh, strategy is best low carbs versus high carbs it's pretty good evidence that we can safely say that if your goal is to recomposition so body recomposition um, regardless of where you start, you will benefit from having more carbohydrates uh, rather than less carbohydrates uh, because uh, it will help you with your workouts. And when you can have better and uh, um, you can lift more weights and for more reps, so you can just increase your performances in your workout thanks to a higher carbohydrates intake that will promote more muscle retention and ultimately make you look good um, at the end of your uh, uh, of this nutritional period of time um yeah really my experience with carbohydrates uh, it's that i love carbohydrates i tried to uh, skip carbohydrates and i felt horrible um, some gurus say that this is just a transition period but i don't like to feel horrible right away um, because i like to feel well so i always get in great shape by keeping my my carbohydrates intake to the maximum virtually possible um, I did, did in the past very well uh, eating uh, 200 grams of protein, 50 grams of fat, um, and uh, around 190 grams of carbohydrates a day. I think the lowest I went was 160, and it was a, it was a nightmare. Okay, I, I mean I live on porridge, pasta, rice, uh, whole grains, chickpeas, beans. If you forget about beans, perhaps uh, you are trying to be vegan and uh, you also want to have a lower carb approach i mean your fat your protein intake it's really down to tofu and seitan because lentils and beans and chickpeas have a lot of carbohydrates in it okay so i hope that this episode um, convinced you to stop demonizing carbohydrates and uh, also i had some notes on common questions that people ask when it comes to uh, carbohydrates but really like one of the question is uh, do carbs increase insulin level yes they do and uh, so do protein and fat does increased insulin after meal lead to fat gain 
The real answer to this is yes, on the short term, but you can still lose weight if you're in an energy deficit at the end of the day. So keep in mind that insulin is a satiety hormone, so it makes you feel full. Um, so it, the idea that it leads to fat gain, it's not really true. Okay, so it's true just when you look at the post, uh, at, at that meal. Okay, you eat, you have more insulin, and you're fatter after the meal. Of course, you didn't. If you didn't eat that meal, you would be, you would have less fat. Um, so that's common sense. Are carbs really inflammatory? Well, it depends. Um, if we talk about processed corn syrup, probably. But if we talk about uh, um, bulgur, probably not. So, actually, I tell you, I tell you myself, not really. Um, are carbs less important than protein, fat, and the many micronutrients that contributes to our health? Um, well, it's really, if you're talking about processed carbs, the answer is uh, yes. But if you're talking about whole and minimally processed carbs, that's a different story. No. Um, can a low-carb diet work to help people lose weight? Of course, because what makes people lose weight, it's uh, the fact it's their energy balance on, uh, over that period of time. So if they're not in a uh, deficit, regardless of how many carbs they eat, they won't lose weight. So even if they eat a low carb diet and they are in a calorie deficit, they will lose weight. Okay. So the question if it's the if it's the best technique. Okay. We always talk about optimizing things, especially for body composition and training for muscle building and strength. Um, so yeah, like the fact that it can help you lose weight doesn't mean that it's the best way. Okay. And then can, last one is, uh, can eating an appropriate amount of carbs actually help you look, feel, and perform your best? Uh, you bet you can. It can because this is the example of, uh, let's say that on paper you would do better on a higher carb intake, but for some reason, like you're persuaded, you're convinced that you need to lower your carb intake. You don't, and let's say that you are uh, um, trying to get very lean. So you have your calorie deficit, you're very active, and you have most of your um, protein fat, uh, and you have most of your daily calories from protein and fat, uh, and a whole variety of uh, green leaf uh, vegetables, okay? You have no fruit, uh, and you're good with it. Uh. So you feel like so-and-so, but you might think that the fact that you feel not so well, it's because of your calorie deficit. In that case, the symptoms of the calorie deficit, so maybe you feel a bit more moody, a bit less energy, you feel like workouts are tougher, maybe you feel more sore after a certain workout, those symptoms we might get worse, okay? And you might actually do better with slightly more carbohydrates, especially, especially around the workouts. So having a bit more carbohydrates before the workout will make you feel better during the workout. And having a bit more carbohydrates after the workout will speed up and start the recovery process, helping you to feel better throughout the day and in the following workout. Okay. So yeah, um, last few points I made today, it's that we need to stop demonizing carbs. So we need to start uh, having a look at and knowing the underlying principle that govern our body composition. Um, it's uh, really like uh, um, carb and like how you handle carbs in the week, especially if you want to try and experiment with different days. Like some people that I know likes having more carbs when they try, when they train um, and less carbohydrates when they don't train. Fun enough, 
some people do like the opposite. So they like to be a bit lighter in the days when they train and they like to really recover well in the days when they don't train. So they like to have more carbs. Also, they might feel more hungry, so they might like it. Um, and But these strategies are more advanced and you shouldn't necessarily start experimenting with them if you haven't mastered the peak rocks I mentioned earlier. And then uh, there are, uh, yeah, there are different modalities and application of a lower carb intake. In fact, you can be like zero carb or you can be a bit more or a bit more or a bit more. Like not all the low carb are the same. And how low, um, how, how much you lower your carbs is the question if it's aligned with your current goals. Um, and uh, there are basically like uh, people that can work uh, with the lower carb intake. So if you can be consistent with it, you feel great. Like, uh, guys, I'm saying this. After you try a certain approach, you should feel good. Like uh, uh, to say that an approach works for you, it's because it's increasing the quality of your life by making you feel better. Okay. I tell you this, the last time I was at my best, that I look at my best, I felt at my worst. And now that I probably look at my, not my worst, but, you know, I'm a bit more soft and I'm trying to build muscle and you can't really just build muscle, you build muscle and fat. If you want to look at how I look right now, you can go head over Pavone Fitness. I share a few um, pictures of my training and, and you can see pretty much um, how, how I look and my current condition. Also, I want to keep you updated on my bodybuilding journey, which I... It will continue this year. Uh, I will compete again. I'm uh, currently on the last 12 weeks of bulk and then uh, also muscle building. And then we'll uh, um, head over uh, the diet. Uh, so we'll, we'll start our cutting phase. And um, yeah, so I'm a little bit more soft, but, uh, you know, I feel amazing because I have more calories. Uh, I recover more. I get stronger. So my confidence, I'm more confident. So... I'm more motivated to train. Um, I just have more energy as well, apart from the workouts. So again, um, this works really well for me. I'm eating like uh, in the club of 450, 500 grams of carbohydrates a day because I'm eating also a lot of calories. I'm a big dude, 95 kilos. So I'm eating well above uh, 3,500 calories. So uh, it's uh, really aligned to my goals at the moment. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Hey, let me know as always. If you have some questions, you can pop them over at Pavone Fitness uh, on Instagram. Just uh, send me a DM. I'm very um, on it. So like, I, I like to 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 chat uh, with my followers and my listeners. So really, head over to Pavone Fitness and send me your question if you have one. And also, if you enjoy what I'm doing here on the podcast, make sure that you take one. So it takes literally like one second to click on it and one second to leave the review. Um, so you go on Spotify at the top, uh, just right below the show notes, you should be able to click on a star that automatically um, open another page and you can leave a one to five star review. Uh, you don't need to write anything. You can just click and leave five star and leave. Okay. That is how amazing that is uh, um, extremely helpful for our growth for growth of the show because it increases search uh, visibility clickability and uh, it just uh, helps promote uh, health and fitness uh, um, and the evidence-based approach to it um, to more people so we can help uh, um, more people in 2022 i highly appreciate it uh, as for today's everything from coach francesco ciao ciao